0: Good evening. Hope you are all doing well. We're learning Chagiga, Daf and Tes Aleph. We'll be stopping at the Mishnah four lines from the bottom. Thank you for the exciting, exciting exuberance from the back table. I appreciate it. Uh, today as well, we're going to be learning in Yone, um, in inyone say sir but just of course on the on the, the very uh, high level that we are on the very low level that we are able to grasp it so let us get started. Run uh daftes bhava madal seven lines down. Tanarabanan May sebrebiosh ben chananya shahe omidal gavmala behar habais and he was standing on one of the steps of Harabites for O benzoma, velo omad, mi And Benzoma was sitting, and so so much was he lost in thought that he didn't even stand up when Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya walked by, which was uncharacteristic. Benzoma, of course, knows Halacha that when there is a Tamil Chacham who is in within Daladamos, whatever the din is, we are very firm about it. When a rub gets up, we were just at a wedding, the rub at the front of the room gets up. You don't have to stand up for that technically. It's only when it's within Daladamos. It's nice to, it's appropriate to do so. But halachically speaking, he knew the din. So Benzoma was very close I and mean, he didn't stand up. But the Rebbe wasn't insulted. Abisha ben Hananya said, Amarlo, may ayin ula ayin, Benzoma, from where and to where are you? In other words, you're lost in thought. What is going on? So Amarlo, well, very simple. I'm lost in the following quandary. I'm just simply trying to distinguish between the upper waters I'm just simply trying to distinguish between the upper waters and the lower waters. And the, this, the distinction between the two is only that of three etzbos, three finger-breadths, and that's it. We see the word as it's used by water, that the ruach was hovering over the water. And as well, we have another idea. So he felt that these two ideas are connected, this pasuk and this idea about a yona, And therefore, he estimated he was... Uh, he, he was Misha'er, that it was approximately three finger-breadths. Last short line says, Yeshua ben Khananya says to his students, He's still out. So this language is very particular language. It's not Stam. What does it mean that he's out? Is he still out in Pardes land? What does it mean that he's lost in this area? Anyways, Mechdi, let's analyze his idea to see if he's even right. When, does, when was that Pasuk written? That's very early in Chomish, and that was written by the first day of creation. And the separation um, was on the second day. The separation of the waters was on the second day how much is the separation between them? Acha, Kimelonima. It's only the distance of one the width of one hair. What is that? A couple of microns. It's nothing. It's a, it's very, very small. Amre ki guda de gamla, it's like the planks of wood on a bridge that you have to. They're not conjoined, but they're lying right next to one another. There's barely any gap between them. It's like two sheets of cloth, one on top of the other. There's really nothing separating them. Like two cups, one that is inserted inside the other. Now, when we, when we go to the store to buy cups for our house, we buy it in jewel. They sell this pack of 600 cups. They come in six 100-cup sleeves. All of them are stacked perfectly inside. They're all manufactured. They all fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. Theirs wasn't exactly manufactured. so, But they're making an approximation that it, they're very, very close together. So he disagreed. All right. That's uh, part one of the Gemara. Let's go back to the story of days. We're a third of the way down, five, six lines into the wide lines. Acher, kites <laughs> spinetios. Acher. We'll see how he got his name. It's not the most uh, complimentary terminology, as we will soon see. That Acher <laughs> was Kitzit Spenitios. He cut down saplings in the orchard. Of course, the orchard is Pardes. Pardes is the story from yesterday's Gemara above our pay grade. <laughs> you should not allow your mouth to sin for your flesh. What was the problem that he said? So we had seen yesterday that the problem with his, with, um, with what happened with him in the Pardes was that he said that it seemed that there were chas v'shalom, that there were rishuyos because matatron, uh, or metatron, as it's translated in the English, which what? is like literally transformers. That's what it's, uh, if you look back yesterday's blood, it's matatron in Hebrew. And if you look in the English, it looks like metatron. So Man, who knows maybe there was a jewish writer at the transformers company so that's what the gemara says earlier is that the problem was that he saw matatron sitting down and he saw that akadosh baruchu was standing up although he didn't look at akadosh baruchu directly god forbid because that's what happened to some of the others who were with him and that's what he said is maybe so that's what the gemara says here don't talk because what you said was bad for you so my here are the details That Mitatron was given permission to sit down, to do what? To write down the merits of the Jewish people. So he was, again, all of this is uh, anthropomorphism at its best. So he was sitting up in heaven and he uh, was sitting on the ground, writing the zechuyos of Bene Israel. Omar, Gemira, this was his flaw. He had said, we have a tradition that indicates, uh, unlike what I'm looking at, our tradition is de l'malah up in heaven. Lo havi yeshiva. There's no sitting down. Velo sachrus. There's no competition. Velo no oref. Uh, There's no backs of necks, below ifui, and there's no tiredness. Okay, Some of that we can understand, again, on the basic level. (laughs) Maybe there's really two gods, one of them being a mitatron, and one of them being a Kodesh Baruch (laughs) Hu. They pulled out mitatron, and they punished him for what happened. Why did they punish mitatron? We'll see momentarily, but they gave him 60... Um, uh, 60 lashes of fire. That's what it looks like. I, Pulsé, I wonder if that's where the word pulse comes from, because uh, it seems from the context that way, but I didn't see that anywhere. It just seems what the word looks like. Amroulé, um, they said to him, "To me, Tatron, my Taima, why is it that Kihazise, when you saw him up in heaven, when you saw him up in the Parades, Lo kamas Mikame, You should have stood up, not because he deserves your cover. You're a Malach, Mitatron, and and uh, and Acher doesn't deserve your cover. But you created a scenario whereby you left the impression that maybe there were You shouldn't have done that." Anyways, and as a consequence for acher, he was punished by having all of his merits taken away from him. called the and then the famous gemara that says about about acher shuvu We know that we all have an obligation. We all have the capacity to to, to do tshuva. Everyone has the ability to do Tshuva except for Acher, except for Elisha ben Abuya. Omar, He's talking about himself. Since this person is no longer going to get into that world, I'm going to go out, I'm going to not be from anymore, and I'll get my hano in this world. That's what the Gemara says. Big discussion here. Why is that a reasonable response? The Torah should be good in and of itself. It's a, it's a value to keep Halacha even without the other even without the reward, the famous stories of the Shereba is, I'll give you all of my schar. Just let me do the mitzvah. So why why was he any different? There are long rishus about this in some of the commentaries. Nafak <clears> acher Latarbusra. So then he uh, he joined a very bad culture. Nafak ashkach zona. He found a woman who was a prostitute tova, and he was interested in being with her. Amr leva lavalisha ben avuyat. Aren't you Alicia ben Abuya? This is not right. You look like the, the bearded rabbi from the shul. What are you doing asking for, for, for Znus? So on Shabbos, he pulled a radish out of the ground and handed it to her. This must be somebody else. And this is how he earned his name by lying, by by being Michal Shabbos, and by a zona giving up. You must be somebody else. You're no longer Ali Shabna because he had uh, like removed his own name by saying he's going out of the Tarbesra, and he left. And his uh, we'll see soon what the there are some deeper character flaws here that led to this. Fine. Story time, halfway down. I oh, mean, it's all stories, but a story time halfway down. Testav of Menalev. Shal acher esrav Meir. La acher she yatzal etar b'sura. Acher of Elisha ben Avuya. He asked a question to Rav Meir after. Uh, the time he went off the derech, Amarle, gam es ze that Hashem made things that are opposite one another. So Amar lo Rav responded, bara Everything that the kadosh baruch Hu made, he made in pairs with equals and opposites. Bara harim, bara He made mountains and he made he made hills. Bara yamim, bara And he made uh, oceans and he made rivers. Amar lo, Rabbi Elisha, Elisha Benavuya says back to him, Rabbi Akiva, Rabhalo Amar kach. your Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva, does not say that. He has a different shot in what's going on here. What's the different shot that Rabbi Akiva says? He says, Ela, that there are righteous people and there are evil people. Barat barat, barat gehem. Kodesh Baruch, Hu created Gan Eden, he created a place for the righteous in the next world, and Boreh a place for the evil in the next world. everybody has two portions. And if in fact your Zoha, oh sorry, Echad V'Gan Eden, Echad everyone has two portions. So let's say for your bainani, which we usually view ourselves in the category of Bainani. so there's uh, an element of us that will be Zoha to, uh, to Gehenim, unfortunately, because we're not perfect, and there's an element of us that will be Zoha to, uh, to Tzidkos, to Gan Eden. So it says the Gemara, zochet Sadik, if in fact you merit to be a proper tzaddik where you don't do any averas. We view this as such a lofty level. This should be really what we're striving for every day, is that we should be able to keep halacha just basic. Basic, keep halacha, set up our lives so we can be successful. But if, in fact, we reach we reach that plateau of tzidkus, then not al and not al beganeden. Not only do you get your portion, but you also get the portion of your friend, the one who's a rasha, right? Because they're counterparts. That's how Rabbi Akiva understood the pasuk of Zal-u-Maz-e. So if i so I'll take the portion of a rasha who's already not going to to, to Ghaneden because he's a rasha. And uh, the same is true by a Russian, Yitzchai of Russia, two-thirds of the way down, not a a this Russia, he will not only get his own portion, but the Tzadik, who's not going to Gehenim, he'll also get his portion of Gehenem as well of What is the pasuk that supports this idea that Rabbi Akiva understood in the pasuk of Mishneh, from, from the word you'll get a double portion, which is what we saw above. You'll get a double portion of Gan Eden. That you will get doubles of tragedy. And that's what it means that they'll get double portions of Gehenna. Another question. Alisha Ben Avuya again asks a question to uh Tereb Mayer. After he was off the dark, and he said, My dichsi, what's shot in the Pasakhana Zahab Zahuch Zahabu Zihuchis, the Tamrusa Klipas, that you're not able to value gold and glass and its replacement in gold. What does this mean? Omar lo Elu, this is what Rahmer says back to Akher. Edu divora shakash and the knosam kikli zahavu klipaz. This is referring to divretora. That's as difficult to acquire as is gold and as is uh uh zahav and klipas, different types of gold. The nochin laab dun kilizhuchis, and at the same time that it's hard to 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 get a kenyan on Torah, it's also easy to forget it because just like glass, it drops on the floor, it's in shards. Amar um, lo, acher says back to Rav Mer, that's not correct. Rabbi Akiva lo, Amar Kach. Rabbi Akiva had a different shot in the pasuk about the gla- the glass and the gold. Elamakli just like by gold and by glass, takana that even if they break, they can be repaired. So says the Gemara af chacham afal yeshlo takana. Oh. Who's talking? It's Acher talking. Acher, the Russia, Acher, the one who said, I'm done with mitzvot. He says, a who loses his path to Takana. So Rav Meir turns the tables. He flips around and looks at him with a shock on his face. <laughs> you're the one telling me pshat in the Pasuk, that if you're Sarach, that you can't come back, come back, come back. You're giving me pshat in the Pasuk. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Amr he says, no, but you weren't there, because when he was in the Pardes, what did he hear? <laughs> I heard from beyond the curtain, <laughs> that he was given a permanent punishment of never being able to properly return to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and this kept him off the derach. <clears> Tana <throat> Rabbanon, eight, nine lines from the bottom, there's a story where Achir was riding a donkey on Shabbos. Unbelievably, even though he's already off the derech, he's literally violating halacha, it's an Isser to ride an animal on Shabbos because we're afraid that you may break off a stick to hit the animal. But meet, the riding of the horse is still us. It's like Zer He's riding it on Shabbos, and Rabbeir is like literally talking to him and learning as he's violating Shabbos. Unbelievable. So Amar Loh Acher says to him, Mayor, uh, Lo, Acherses, Mayor chazor take a step back. I've been counting the footsteps of my Sus. I know how long each stride is. <laughs> So the Rebbe sitting on the horse, he's about, he's driving through the Tchum Shabbos with his horse, and he says to the Talmud, for you, you got to keep Halacha, the hypocrisy of, the, of this Rebbe. Amarlo, um, uh, a little bit of a chutzpah, you're also breaking Halacha, zorbach. you should back up also, you're not allowed to leave your Tzum. As <laughs> And well, in the yeah, yeah, it, it is in the broader term, but yeah, it's also. As as I was. That language, yeah, I know. I don't because we learned about this in Masach Hashabbos. If you go out of your tchum, it's tanaim. I believe if you go out of your tsum, what happens? yeah Are you allowed to hook back in, or do you have a new? I can't remember the details. It's been a long time ago, and I have PTSD from Eretz, so I don't <laughs> remember all the details. So either way, he says you should come back. So Amar Le says back to Rav mayor It doesn't matter. Didn't I already tell you? apargo not I already tell you? Rav Meir didn't want to hear this. He had such a hard time hearing that Acher couldn't do tshuva. So he took matters into his own hands, grabs him by the collar, Takfei, he grabbed him by the collar, and he brought Acher into the base Medrash. His hope was that he would uh, go over to a child and find out what psukim they were learning. So Amar Leib, he says to a child who's learning, tell me what Pesukim you're learning. Now, this wasn't Stam. They used to do this as a message that a Kodesh Baruch Hu would align the needs of the person with the Pesukim that the child is learning. So this did not work out the way Rav had hoped. Because Omar Lo, what did the child say back to the two of them? It's Rameir and Acher standing there. Ein Shalom, Amar Hashem, l-l-r-shayim. there will be no peace for the evil. Now, this was the whole ploy. He Rameir grabbed Acher by the collar. He says, come sit in the basement. I'll show you that you can do chuba. He goes over to the little kid. The kid in a prepubescent voice is like, there's no peace for the evil. <laughs> this did not work out well. So he's like, fine. I le le be Then he goes to another one. And Omar le le He says to the kid who's sitting in the other shul down the block. He's like walking up and down to it. So he says, tell me what exactly is going on. What Pasuk are you learning? If you're going to clean yourself with Nesser and Boris, two cleaning agents, still, the stain of your sin is still in front of me. This is 0 for 2, really not going well. Ramayor is getting a little frustrated. And it's not helping the Acher either because it's exacerbating his own perspective that really there's no Tshuva for Acher. Ila the bek acharisi they went to a third one. Omar le the yenuka turning to the top of tezvavah med base they said to the child in the third base medrash. What's your pasuk? Pasukli Psukha. Amar le shadud you the troubled one. Who cares if you wear nice clothes? Kisa adi adi if you put on golden garments. you're gonna put. Um, uh, makeup on your eyes. It's still, <legend> still it's going to be the case that you're doing all of this for nothing. No room for tshuva for you, PR. you're all done. They went to the fourth shul. Rav Meir dragged Acher to 13 different Bateh Knesios, all using this portal of Nuvua, whatever the word is, to understand what the child is learning as a reference to what we're learning, to what we need. Hupasku Le'ki 13 for 13, every last one of them quoted a Pasuk that indicated that Acher has no room for chuva. Lebasra, in the final place, Omar Le, psokli psukha, they went to the final place and they said to our child, tell me what you're learning. Omar Le, Ula you have no right to even talk about my Torah anymore. You're a Russia, says Hashem, and you can't talk about my Torah. But Hahu have a megam This particular child had a lisp or some type of speech impediment. And instead of saying what the Pasuk was was of Ula Rusha Amar Elohim, Ishtama, it sounded like Kima de Elisha Omar Elohim. So the pasuk really says line six over here. But the kid mumbled the words. And he got so angry. Some say he had a knife with him. He killed either the child or he cut up the cloth. Whichever one, unclear from the Gemara. It does say. Um, but in in Aramaic or in Hebrew with a vav at the end, like it, oh, it's either him or it. We don't know which one. So the Rishonim discusses this. The unfortunately it discussed it. Who cares he's a good he doesn't keep Allah. he's a he's a jew but he' he doesn't care <laughs> he doesn't keep Allah so the first thing he did it's, it's akhir no it's okay. akhir so that's version one of what he did vika da some say that acher that really didn't do anything physical Omar sakin if in fact i had a knife then maybe i would have done some damage have a Quran, then i would have killed it Ten lines down, two lines before the middle width lines. Test bavamid beis. The Gemara says, acher." Finally, when acher died, Amrei lo medan li dainei. We can't give judgment to him to bring him to Gehenim. da We also can't bring him in to uh, to Gan Eden. Lo medan li dainei yishum da asag We can't bring him straight to Gehenim because he learned Torah. A wonderful protection from Gehenim is Talmud Torah. And we can't bring him straight to Gan because he definitely did Avera as bad, a bad way to get yourself out of Gehenem, is to do Chathayim. It's better that he should be subject to the judgment of Gehenna, and then in the end, end up in, uh, in Al-Modasi in uh, in Eden. And then he says the following, Masai Amus, this is um, who's talking now? It's... Um, Yes, Rav is still talking. I got confused because you'll see in a, in a second why I got confused. Rav Meir says that when he dies, osher you will see smoke coming out of the Kever of Acher. Why? Because he said, I'm going to schlep him down to Gehenem so that he can have the din and that will end up that he can be lost. In love, that he can be in Gan Eden. That's the best thing to do. When in fact he died, kucho de Akher. that's exactly what happened. People then saw smoke rising from the Kever of Alisha ben because Rav Meir took care of it to make sure that his neshama was put down in Gehen him so that in turn he'll end up in Olam Ha'emes and Olam Abba. Amar Rav Yochanan, just think about generations, right? This is a long time passing. Many generations turn between Rav Meir and Rav Yochanan. We're not even in the times of Tanaim anymore. Amar Rav Yochanan, he heard this story about Rav Meir, Gvurta Mikla Rabe. What, they, you, you brought him down to Gehenna to burn him that doesn't make sense he was one of them who was with us Elisha ben Avui, it was one of us he was a tabler chacham he, before he went off the derr he was a tabler chacham there's no way that we could have saved him from, from the din of Gehenna Rav Yochanan says if I took him by hand man mir mi is someone going to say anything to me? I'm going to walk him straight to the pearly white gates. I mean, he's not going to go to Gehenim anymore. Omar and Rav Yochanan said, that he says that when he was to die, I'm going to take him out of Gehenim and I'm going to walk him to the pearly white gates of Gan Eden, and get him out of this terrible scenario. He was one of us. It's not for everyone, but for someone who was a Lamdan, for someone who was a learner, for someone who was a Talmud Chacham, and he happened to have gone off the nebuch it's an unfortunate scenario. But still... It's not, it's not right to let him sit in Gehenna. We should be able to save him. And that's exactly what happened. says the Gemara, one third of the way down, six line into the middle with lines. When Rav died, he took matters into his own hand and he pulled, um, pulled Acher out of Gehenna and the smoke stopped emanating from that, uh, that kever somebody said in regards to Rabbi Yochanan, even the, even the guards at the pearly white gates could not stop Rabbi Yochanan from schlepping this person who was not keeping halacha at this point in his life. No one could stop him. One third of the way down, the Gemara says, The daughter of Acher came in front of Rabbi. She says to Rabbi, Rabbi Parnaseni, I need you to feed me, I have no money. Omar lo Basmi miati. He didn't know who she was. He said, "Who are you?" Amr She said, "Bitoshal acher I am the daughter of acher." Omar He says to her, "Adain yeshmi How can it be that he still has progeny in the world?" that? was good progeny. Says the Gemara, <laughs> that there, there is no, there are no generations, no grandchildren, no great grandchildren. There's no one left from people who are evil. Now this pasuk is an Eov, and obviously Achir lived long after that. But in that context, the pasuk is coming to tell us that when people are evil, they don't have a continuity of generations. So Amr loshi said to him, la leTorasso, the Altis Kormaisa, you should remember his Torah, and you should not. Remember his actions, separating the two from one another. Immediately when she said that, fire came out from the heavens and singed the bench that Rebbe was sitting on. And Rebbe broke into tears. Bacha. Bacha Rebbe cried and said, Umam if someone like Acher is going to make a gnus, a disgrace of halacha, and still a Kadosh Baruch who is going to protect him in this way from showing me a nase nigla that my bench got singed because I didn't treat him with appropriate kavod, then what about lemishtabchen kama v'kama? Then those of us who are praiseworthy of the Torah, those of us who keep halacha as we should, so then Allah's kama v'kama, all the more so that a Kadosh Baruch is going to tend to our kavod, then the Gemara asks a question that certainly bothered me, and I would imagine bothered you as well. What is going on here that Reb Meir is learning from Acher when Acher's off the derch? Acher's literally riding a horse on Shabbos, and we're like, oh, can I ask you a Shailen halacha? So I have a dear friend like this. Uh, we spent many, many, many uh, years together as friends. I grew up in a Flemish home, and he, he got very from a very serious learner, very, very intelligent guy and completely dropped everything. I mean trave, Shabbos gone out the window. He's mm-hmm. holding in Hilchos Bishop. He is he is holding in Hilchos Bishop and nuance. Oh yeah, the Mishnah Brewer, the Chazanish, is holding. Doesn't work keep uh Imam Ishmachal Shabbos Phar Hesia. Totally. That's like, it, it, he was never Acher, but never Talmud Chacham like Acher. But the point is that these people exist. They still exist. How can you learn Torah from them? That's the Gemara's question halfway down on Tessabah. <speaking in Hebrew> How could you possibly learn anything from Acher? He's such a hypocrite. He's sitting here, uh, Talmud Chacham, and all of a sudden he's with a Zona, he's being a Shabbos. It's not normal. It so says the Gemara, that should not be allowed. So what does this mean? The coin that you're going to learn from Torah. It so says the Gemara, if the Rebbe that you're learning from is similar to a Malach Hashem sevakos, then vakru Torah pib. that's when you ask to learn Torah from him. But Vim Lav, if he's not that person who really is a wholesome human being where his behavior and his values match, Vim Lav, Al Yivakshu Torah Mipi, so how could Rav Meir learn from Acher, who was really not a firm guy anymore? He was really off the dirk. He was Yetzel the it says the Gemara, Reish Lakish, Rav Meir actually was making an inference from a different pasuk. The pasuk says, "Hat you should turn your ear and listen to the wise. your heart, Toshis you should lean over to me. Says Hashem, not not to the Rebbe. That's not what you should do. to the Das of Hashem, implying that you can listen to the Torah from your Rebbe. However, you have to turn your Das to me, to a Baruch Good. Good. Another Pasuk with a similar idea. You can listen to the information and not listen to the house of your father. Same idea where the values, the Torah, the learning that you're doing can come from but don't worry about the fact that he's not from anymore. So says the Gemara, at least Rav Meir had a Pasuk. But then the Gemara says Kashu We still have two One seems to say that you have to be like a Malach Hashem tzavakos, And the other one seems to say that no, you don't have to listen to, to your Rabbi only if he's a Malach Hashem tzavakos, You just have to lean on a Kodesh So says the Gemara, When a person is big, when a person is small. Well, the Gemara means here is that when a person is mature, so they can bifurcate that which is worth keeping and throw out the rest. So you can listen to someone like Achir if they have wisdom to share, but then you have to throw out everything that he says that's garbage. And uh, in the other case, when there's a katan, when there's a child who's not, when there's a child or someone who's not mature, doesn't have the mental stamina to reject the bad information and he doesn't know how to throw out the the bad stuff. So then he should only learn from a Rebbe. who's like a Malach Hashem Tzibakos. Kiyasa Reb two-thirds of the way down, Amar, he said, He ate the flesh of the fruit and then threw everything else of the fruit out. Reb was able to do this, so he didn't mind. Maybe he minded, but it didn't, uh, it didn't hurt him, the fact that he was watching watching his Rebbe, Elisha ben Abuy, and not keep Halacha, while he was teaching Torah. What does it mean that we, uh, this Pasuk is basically comparing Talmudic to, uh, HaChemim to a tree, and then a particular tree in this case. Why are the Talmudic HaChemim compared to a nut? So, uh, Peanuts grow on the ground. Peanuts not really a nut, but let's just use it as an example. Filthy on the outside, but the peanuts on the inside are untouched. So says the Gemara, the same is true here. Af even if on the outside his behaviors are disgusting, ain't the Torah that he's uh, that he's already imbibed, that he's already learned. So then that never gets disgusting. Barshila Barshila bumped into Unbelievable question. What is Hashem? doing right now. Now, the Awanavi was on the inside track, and he says, He's repeating over Torah from all the rabbis. However, But when it comes to Rav Meir, Rav Meir was not going to be quoted, because Rav Meir learned from Acher, and that seems to be inappropriate. That doesn't really flow from the Gemara, because the Gemara seemed to say that Rav Meir actually had a track to follow, but that's why this Gemara is being brought here to show a contrasting opinion about Rav Meir's approach. Was it right? Was it wrong? <coughs> So Amar lay, the Gemara then says, am I? I don't understand says Rabbi Bar to Eliyahu. why is that a problem the reason why was because he learned from acher amrale amai why is that problematic reme remon matza tocha o khalki he didn't do it the wrong way he did it the right way he opened a pomegranate he ate the, the seeds and he threw out everything else he did exactly what he should based on the pshat and the psukim he did exactly what the psukim said he should do so it says the gemara wow good argument and andi embraced that argument so did a gadish barhu amrale has ta amar now a Baruch barhu is saying amai for mayor, mayor Beni, mayor my son Omer. What did he say? When a person is in a difficult straits, what is the What is the saying about himself? This is so difficult for my head; it's a burden for me. It's difficult for my arm; meaning, it's a burden for me. Similar language, poetic. Al daman shel reshoim, if this is how HaKadosh Baruch Hu feels about the daman shel reshoim, kalveh homer al daman shel tzaddikim shenishpach, all the more so for the righteous people. Two lines before the very wide lines on Tezvah v'madalaf, about 12 lines from the bottom. Ashkechei Shmuel, Rabbi Yehuda, the Talib, the Eber, the Dashah kabachi. Shmuel saw that Rabbi Yehuda, his Talmud, was standing by the door jam and crying. Homarelei shinina, a bright one, amai kabachis, Why are you crying? he says to him, is it so small what the rabbis say based on the Pasuk? sofer, Shokel, Sofer Where is the sofer, which literally means a, a scribe or a counter? Aye shokel, where is the one who is taking? We'll see what all these mean. And Sofer the one who counts the towers. Aye sofer, what does that mean? Shahyus They're people who counted every letter of the Torah, meaning they were knowledgeable in all elements of the Torah. shokel, what does that mean? The Torah, they were able to, to be to be There were different translations of the word shoklin. They were able to understand the, the what was light and what was heavy in the Torah. What's the next part of the of the pasuk? to count uh, the towers. Fascinating gemara. The gemara says second of the very wide lines. Tez bavamid beis migdal They were able to teach three hundred halachos from the tower that floats in the air. We don't have time to read this rashi but take take a look at rashi later a third of the way down the migdal that we're talking about the letter lamed which is Poreach the top of the lamed is actually above so the way that it looks is that the bottom is a chaf and the top is above that leans outward so that's what it looks like and the gemara says there were 300 halachos that were learned from there so and then the continuation of Rabbi was concern was as follows. Rabbi Ami added to this, there were 300 questions that they had asked about, uh, about the letter Lamed. and at the same time, we have a Mishnah that says that there were three kings and four people who did not have Olam And two of those people were were and Achitofel. So they didn't have Olam They were able to add ask 300 kashes in halacha on just the letter Lamed. That's an unbelievable thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that's very troubling to Rabbi Huda. So Amarleh, Shmuel says back to him, a bright one, Tina haisebelivam. There was something impure or something rotten inside of them and it just came out now. Tina is mud. Something something disgusting. Okay, what was disgusting about Acher? Acher mai says the Gemara, and there's a whole raid on this in the Meforshim, zemer Lo lopasak Mipume. He was singing a Greek song, it, it wouldn't leave his lips. The Meforshim say this was before he went off the Derich. So, what does it mean the song was Greek? Is it about music? Is, so some of the Meforshim say it's based on the Gemara uh Giten that says, Zimra and Da Asr, that with the Chorban Beis Mikdash, we're not supposed to really sing. It's not really the right thing to do. But Moshe Feinstein in his Chuvahs writes that it's really only appropriate to sing songs. That are located in a bencher but the it's in that we have a really inappropriate post horbat not almost nobody holds of that but those who were in his orbit really he only would sing my yadidus and whatever was actually in the bencher otherwise he wouldn't sing was this a violation some of him say no it's the fact that it was greek that the greek were the hellenists and they focused on the physicality over the spirituality whatever the flaw is uh, Alisha Benavuya had something going on that was not right. Amru, I love they said about him, Al Akher, when he would stand up in the base medrash, Harbe Sufri Amin and a whole bunch of uh, Sfarim would fall from his lap that were there were philosophical books that were heretical books. He had them sitting in his lap. Unbelievable. So the, this was a long time coming. This wasn't, uh, yes, he was Kotzeitz Benetios, but there was something that preceded that. That was the tina shahaisa belibo. Something, something was rotten. It just came out later. So we see this as grown adults. The older we get, we look back at our own childhood and the tina shahaisa belibo, th- our flaws come out. Our character flaws come out. That's just what happens with time. If you're a, even a marginally introspective person, you'll find your flaws over time. Some of them require other people to tell you. <laughs> some of them require children to highlight them for you, whatever it is, but we have to come up with them at some point. So it says the Gemara as follows: Shal Nimus Hagardias Rab Nimus who was a weaver, he asked her Call uh, All wool that goes into the into the dye, will it absorb liquid? So this is obviously a mashal. And what the Gemara is really asking is anyone who learns Torah, will they absorb that Torah? says the Gemara. Amar lei kol man de agavime salik. Anyone for whom it was clean from when from, from its mother when it was shorn from the animal, then yeah, no problem. If it's still clean, then yes. Called have a uh, low solid. And if it wasn't clean from its mother, then it will not. Here we need Rashi because it just is too uh, whatever. Let's just take a look at Rashi in nine lines from the bottom. Called the Naki during the shearing process, then the colour will absorb the Anyone who places Yura shemaim before their wisdom, Olalo, then their Torah is going to, to absorb. Ka- came near a, b'einai, Shem, a different approach, but fine, you're di- whatever. That's what that's a basic approach that Rashi indicates is that if a person is going to be learning Torah with Yirash such that it's not about me, it's about HaKadosh Baruch Hu and understanding him more, so then your Torah will be uh, absorbed. Two lines from the bottom. Let's talk about Rabbi Akiva, the last of the four who went into the parties Rabbi Akiva, Allah B'Shalom, B'Shalom V'alav Omer naruta. Drawn after you, we will run. They actually did want to push him out. And Umar, uh, of the pardes, I don't know what these words mean. We'll just translate them as they sound. He is able to utilize my honor. So again, it's very hard to understand exactly what that means. Top of tezayin amiralef, my darash. How was it? What drasha did Rabbi Akiba make to be uh, That wasn't What was the language? Allah uh, How did he know what to do? So, uh, admittedly, some of these drushes are very difficult to understand, but we'll read them anyways. The awesome, he came from myriads of holiness. There was some type of sign within the myriads that Rabbi Akiva was able to discern, and therefore he knew not to look at that particular place that was a glimpse of a portion of Hashem. Similar similar words in the Pasuk. There was some type of dugma, a sample, some type of shape, whatever it was, in the myriads there that he saw. Adon hu Shalom. he was a master in his legions and these are all reasons as to how rabbi akiva possibly knew not to look certain places when he was in the pardes uh, we know that uh, hashem is not in wind after wind there was noise the passage says that he that hashem is not part of sound he saw fire he knew that he wasn't in hashem but then after that the ish called him a Madakot. A uh, very poetic language that we uh, have called Mamad Shema from Unisana uh, Tokev. That in this very, very silent moment, that is where Hashem is. That's how he knew not to look. That's how he knew not to look. All right, let's get to the Mishnah. Taner abanan the rabbi, the rest is easier. Taner abanan the rabbis teach us. There are six things that we say about demons. What? It's going really easy. we I'm just less scared well, to well, talk well, about well. the demons than I am to talk about my superpower. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a nice transition. It's a smooth transition. <laughs> there are three things about Shadim that are similar to the loftiest of angels, which shlosha Adam, and three of them are like people. Shlosha What are the three that are similar to the angelic beings? They have wings. They can travel the whole galaxy, whatever that means. They also know the future, says the Gemara, they know the future. Nobody knows the future except Hashem. How does that work? It says the Gemara, you're right, they don't know the future, but they're, they're, their ears are able to hear what what happens behind the curtain. What about the three features of the shadim that are like people? adam, Ochlin adam. There are those who eat uh, not. There are those the shadim eat and drink like people. Parin adam. They have children by procreating. adam. They can also die. Let's talk about people. Shisha dvaram adam. There are six things that people say that we say about man, three are like angels and three are like animals, the three elements of us, we human beings that are similar to the uh, celestial beings up on high, we can have wisdom like they have, we stand up straight on two feet just like the Malachim do we also can speak in Hebrew like the Malachi what are the three things that are similar to an animal two lines before the wide lines what are the features that we have that are similar to animals not like we don't know what they are but we should call them out we eat like animals we have like animals we, like animals. we also go to the bathroom like animals First of the middle with lines we said in our mission anyone who looks at the following four things would have been better had he never been created and we said mala we said what's above what's below what's before and what's after so the gemara says bishlama and when I, when I read this Bishlama, I don't I still don't understand it but the gemara says of course everybody knows that mala mala those questions I understand why that's problematic but what happened before whatever happened before the earth was created it just was who cares what it was? Why, why can't you ask about it? Says the Gemara. So the Gemara responds three lines into the white lines, halfway down. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Yohan Rabbi Elazar, give a mashal. Mashal Basar Radam. Just imagine a king of flesh and blood. Shomer laavadabu says to his servants, but Binu Li gedol and Al aspa. There's a big garbage dump here, and I'd like you to cover it over and build me a beautiful palace. So halchu They went and they built a beautiful palace for the king. Ein well, nobody wants to go back and say that there's ashba. So what's the mushal? So apparently the concern was that not that what was before the physical earth was garbage, because there was nothing physical earth before garbage. But the concern that the Mepharshamir explained is that a person will have significant misunderstandings about um, that period of time prior to creation, and it will lead to a significant uh, heresy, and therefore we should not be learning about it. Uh, anyone who's not sensitive to the honor of the Creator of the world, he too uh, would have been better had he never come to the world. maihi What is this violation of not being chasal kono? That's someone who looks at a rainbow. We'll get, dig into this more in a moment. Yosef No, it's considered to be uh, not being chasal kono if you do an avera in private. Let's go through them. How do we know that one is not allowed to look at a keshes, at a rainbow? just like the rainbow that we see in a cloud on a, on, a, on a rainy day so too So too the light that surrounds Hashem which of course you're not allowed to look at it because it says Cain similarly therefore you cannot look at a rainbow this is discussed in the before it's actually problematic to say you can't look at a rainbow because we make a bracha on a rainbow how can you make a bracha without looking so there's a discussion about what this means are you allowed to look but not stare these are discussions in It's quoted in Shulchan Aruch, this discussion to some degree, really more in the Mishnah Brewer and in the No Sekhalim than in the Shulchan Aruch itself. Take a look over there. Rav Yosef was of the opinion as follows. Two thirds of the way down, anyone who doesn't have a in private, it's as if you pushed away the feet of the Shekhinah. Why? Well, because I'm not going to do an a uh, in public, but in private, Hashem's not there. That's effectively what's going on. Obviously, a person has some Yirash Shamayim of people on the outside, which is why we're better behaved uh, around. Our peers than we are when we're by ourselves, and a pasuk to support this idea. In Shamaim, everybody thinks, everybody sees me, but on the ground, it's uh, that's just my feet are there, and it's your dochik ragli That's on the ground when you do an Aver. Says the Gemara, That doesn't sound right to say that doing an is wrong. We already learned this Gemara that sometimes, if you know you're going to do an avera, you should dafka do it in private. Says the Gemara, He says, "If a person sees." is a scenario in which he is guaranteed to fail. Don't trick yourself. A scenario where you're guaranteed to fail. You should go to a place where nobody knows you. And wear clothes that are not your regular clothes. Wear black clothes. And wrap your head in black. Do the you need to do. Be a mensh about it. You're going to do something wrong. Do it in a way where it's not a shamaim. So how can you tell me that it means that you're not being respectful to a Baruch That's because... You did an Averbev in private. That, that's not that's not true. Your Dafka is supposed to do that. So says the Gamar, kasha, this is not a stira, right? In one case, you were able to really beat your Yetzirah, but you did it. In that case, that's that's not being hasal quote kon. You should be respectful. And how the lo when a person knows that they cannot beat their Yetzirah, and there's a big difference between those two, being able and not being able to. So if you know you can't beat your Yetzirah, that's when you take the advice of Rabbi Lahazakin and go to this place where nobody knows you. Dorash Rabbi Huda bar Nachmeni. Rabbi Huda bar gave drasha mitur gamane de Reish Lakish from the translator of Reish Lakish. Kalamistakel b'shaloshadvarim einav keos. If a person looks at any of the following three things, his eyes will become weakened. V'keshes suvenasiu v'kohanim. Looking at a rainbow, looking at a nasi, at uh, whoever was the leader of the time, v'kohanim and kohanim who are duchani. V'keshes to chesiv the same pasuk we saw before. Kamarakhesa sherei banon biyomageshem who marid muskodashem that that's representative or equivalent to the the keshes is equivalent to Hashem. In some way to his dumus uh, kavod, an appearance of his kavod, that's not allowed. And therefore, that can damage your eyes because it speaks about marit, speaks about vision. nasi when it comes to the leader, <laughs> he will give of his hold of his majesty that he got from Hashem to you. So there's some shina there which is bad for you. <laughs> During the times of the Besam when they were they were standing up on the stage and they were umivarchan How would they do so? They would do so with one of us. Hashem's explicit means, and because of that, you weren't allowed to look. That's not right. And even now, we have uh, we have a custom to not look. Is it actually damaging? They have talisim covering their hands. What does it actually mean? I don't know. Next, dar shabyhudebrebnachmeni Targamone Diresh Lakish, another drusha from the Maturgaman Reshlakish. May Dhsi. What does the Pasak mean when it says Altamenu Virea? Altiftubi Aluv. You should not trust a friend and you should not trust the uh, the aluf, the general or the master. Im If your Yet says, You do an avera, don't worry, Akkurish Baru will forgive you. Alta Amen, do not believe that Yet That's not right. Akurhbarhu won't forgive you when you're intentionally sinning with the hopes of getting, uh, of getting forgiveness afterwards. Shnei bar al-ta'mein b'reya. Ve'ein reya ele yetzar hara. Shnei mar ki yetzar lev ha'adam ra. That uh, yetzar and ra are in the same. So we know that that's the case. Ve'in aluf ala It says uh, that al-tif tuchu be'aluf. Don't trust in the aluf to give you forgiveness when you're intentionally violating halacha. Ve'in aluf ala kadosh baruchu. Shnei mar aluf ve'in ure'ata. Hai shema tomar mi me'idbi. I'm going to do an Avera. But nobody's with me. Who's going to give testimony to my Avera? Almost at the Mishnah. Let's finish up. <clears throat> Here is who's going to testify against us when we do Averas in private. The stones of your house and the beams of your house will testify against you. The stones from the wall will cry out. Um, what is this word? The The kafis? Yeah. And you'll, see, you'll hear that the, the wood will answer for what you've done. That's the witness. Your own, your own is going to give testimony. For that which is in your chest, then you should be careful for what you say. What is it that lies within the chest of a man? This is a person's soul. This is a person's soul. Also, the two malachim that walk with you, they're the ones who are going to give testimony against you. And the last one, your whole body is going to, going to testify against you. Even your, your own body will talk about it. And that's why the Gemara says that even when you're on your own, one should be careful not to do a We'll stop here on Shabbos. We will pick up with Davtez Zion and with Bez and Yud wishing you all a beautiful day.